Peace. Welcome to the Zulu King Y'all Podcast, episode 31. Today we're going to talk a little bit about Puerto Rico, Hurricane Maria damage. It's crazy, you know, they're going on the 11th day since the hurricane has hit the island. Three and a half million people really going through it right now. And, you know, it uh, it hurts my heart to know that, you know, where my family's from is devastated. And, you know, I even got some family members that's still out there in Puerto Rico that moved back from, you know, from Brooklyn back to Puerto Rico. Um, and they're going through it, you know, specifically, man, my cousin's father, you know, who's my uncle, you know, by, by marriage, but, you know, uh, a dear uncle to me, um, you know, seeing my cousins going through it for like five, six days, they didn't even know if their father was alive, if he was experiencing some type of damage to his home, you know, if, if his city was a wreck underwater and his house was damaged, you know, so, and this is, you know, what basically, you know, millions and millions and millions of Americans here in the States were experiencing, um, not knowing, you know, how their family was because, um, power and the communication lines were completely down and I believe are still down uh, for most of the cell phone networks. I think there's like one cell phone tower that's working right now, one particular network, and a lot of people are roaming on that network to get in touch with their families um, back here in the United States of America and wherever else their families may be living. Um, you know, those those are the listeners, you know, y'all know, y'all already know, um, specifically my New York listeners, you know, how much Puerto Ricans are here in New York. I mean, it's probably, you know, quadruple the amount of Puerto Ricans um, in New York than there is Puerto Rico. So, um, you know, those know there's a there's a big uh, cultural tie and everyone's hearts are with Puerto Rico right now here in New York City. And, um, you know, it's just a mess right now seeing the lack of um, supplies and support that is needed by the country of Puerto Rico. Um, and I don't know what the difficulty is because, you know, I don't really go by what the media says because, you know, on one end, you will have the governor of Puerto Rico um, make an announcement thanking Trump and thanking FEMA for all the support and all the things that they're doing on the ground and how they got boots on the ground. And then you have the mayor of San Juan, Puerto Rico, um, you know, denouncing Trump and uh, saying that there are people dying. And so, you know, you don't know. It's like, you got to find the fine line between, you know, what the truth is. But the truth is that Hurricane Maria ravaged the, the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. And they need your support. They need our support. So, you know, I encourage, you know, any listeners and any do-gooders in the community to try to find some type of legit, um, you know, grassroots organization or you know, friend, family, whoever you can specifically give donations to, you know, where you know you're, you're confident that these resources are going to reach the, the beautiful people of Puerto Rico. It is so important that, you know, we as a people support the island of Puerto Rico just as much as we support, you know, the people of Texas, Houston, the people of uh, Florida, anybody that's been devastated by these natural disasters, the people of Mexico, um, you know, the people of Japan with the earthquakes, you know, uh, the world, Mother Nature's going through some crazy times right now, and there are so many people being hurt, harmed, and living in terrible conditions that, you know, here we are 
most of us in New York City, um, you know, we're unaffected by this, uh, affected in the, in the heart because we're experiencing the pain and going through, you know, uh, the frustration and wishing that our island of Puerto Rico gets the support and the supplies that they need. But yet, you know, we're good, man. We got cable, we got heat, we got running water, we have electricity. I mean, think about the heat in Puerto Rico and not having any air conditioning. It's just crazy. It's absolutely nuts, you know. Um, people die, you know, uh, with the heat. You know, y'all know, man. I mean, New York City gets hot, but Puerto Rico gets, it's like, oof, man, you know. I feel bad for all the people, you know, the elderly and the sick and the people that need you know, uh, medicines, and the people that don't have running water, it's just, you know, I may be repeating myself, but I'm just, you know, I'm just going through it, I'm emotional, man, in the sense that, you know, we got it so good here in New York, and then my people in Puerto Rico are suffering, um, and I just want them to bounce back, man, I just want them to, you know, be resilient, and just overcome all of this, and, you know, I, I hope that, uh, shame on all the airlines that are spiking the prices to get to Puerto Rico and to get from Puerto Rico to New York. My cousin had posted something because he was trying to get his father back into the United States from Puerto Rico to Orlando, Florida. They were charging in upwards in excess of $1,500 for a one-way ticket to Florida from Puerto Rico. I mean, I think that's like a $100 flight tops. And they're spiking it, you know, like a thousand percent raise, you know, spike. And, uh, you know, shame on all those airlines, man. There needs to be some type of um, regulations on them spiking uh, in, in this type of crisis. They're milking the people and abusing the people. And, you know, um, some people, that's a life or death matter. Uh, where, you know, they may not be able to get their medicines that they need in their country and they may have the uh, family members that could put them up here in the in United States of America and they can't get to New York because, I mean, you know, in reality, the poor people of Puerto Rico, um, who has $1,500, especially when maybe your home was damaged and wrecked and, you know, your car just uh, swam down the street in a river and, you know, it's like, how could you charge that and say, yo, if you want to live, if you want to escape that devastation, you got to pay $1,500. And then, you know, most people don't even want to leave their city, their town, because, you know, they want to assess the damage that's been done to their home. They want to check on family members. They want to, you know, get get back to working on rebuilding the community and helping their neighbors. And, you know, it's just a shame, man, that, you know, they are not getting the support needed. You know, um, there needs to be, like I said, regulations to eliminate these spikes in prices. You know, same thing we're here in the United States of America. When the hurricane comes through, you know, like you got people charging $30 for a case of Poland spring water or some type of spring water. And it's like, yo, that's crazy. How are you charging something that costs normally 4 to $5? You're charging $30, $40 or more, you know, um... We need to, you know, call these businesses out and put them on a list. Anybody that's spiking the prices um, for the people to survive and the people to get to safety, you know, we need to put these people on a blackball list so that the people of the community know who to support and who not to support. 
because, yo, believe it or not, now everything's being monitored, everything's being shared via social media. So you companies that are out there doing harm to the people, y'all going to get yours. We're going to boycott y'all, and that's a fact. So when you wonder why your profits are down and uh, you guys are behind on projections, just know that's us, the people. We, we, we peep your evil ways, and we're going to hurt you uh, for all of that sickness and madness that y'all doing. So for those that don't know, you know, I want to read some stats that I got from the weather.com website um, as of today. You know, today is October 1st, 2017. Uh, Hurricane Maria destroyed 80% of Puerto Rico's agricultural industry. So that's almost a total wipeout of all their farms and, and all their other um, agricultural, uh, you know, things to, uh, you know, that's just crazy, man. I, I don't I'm like speechless. Uh, the death toll stands at 18, but it's expected to rise. And the reason behind uh, the death toll is because, you know, there's people that need medication that are not able to get to their medication. There's people that need, um, you know, to be hooked up to the dialysis machine, but there's no electricity. You know, the, the hospitals are a mess. So more people are going to die. You know, the elderly need air conditioning. They need some type of climate control. And, you know, without electricity, um, they're not, they don't have no air conditioning. People don't have access to um, good food because of no, the lack of electricity. Their refrigerators are no longer to keep their, um, their goods cold. So, you know, people aren't eating as good as they should. So um, the majority of the 1.57 million electrical customers in Puerto Rico still remain without power 11 days after. So that's the majority. So there's hardly any electrical power in Puerto Rico today. Um, what else? Whew, 124,000 gallons of diesel fuel to Puerto Rico um, has been sent over. And there's still an abundance of tankers off the piers. But um, there's panic and they haven't really had access to this yet. Um, 11,437 people still remain in shelters. That is nuts, man. That's a lot of people still living in shelters, probably not knowing uh, what's the damage to their homes or if they even have a home left. 4.4 uh, million meals. FEMA has sent more than 4.4 million meals, 6.5 million liters of water, nearly 300 infant and toddler kits to support 3,000 infants for a full week, 70,000 tarps, and 15,000 rolls of roof sheeting to the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico since Hurricanes Maria landfall. And, you know, I applaud that. That's great from FEMA. But um, can we get more resources? I'm sure there's more people that need that, you know, um, 15,000 rolls of roof sheeting, I mean, what's the percentile of people that that's helping? We need more resources, so people need to get it together. Um, the government agencies between Puerto Rico and the United States of America need to find a way to come about and bring a solution to the needs of the people and get the supplies over there. Um, let's see, uh, Man, you know, 2,400 miles of transmission line and more than 30,000 miles of small distribution wires leaving the island without without any power. Hospitals, 19 hospitals. Fuel was delivered to 19 hospitals Wednesday for power generators and 200 gas stations received fuel, according to FEMA. Wow, man. 
44% of Puerto Rico's population is without drinking water. That's directly from the U.S. Department of Defense. 240 flights per day. The U.S. Northern Command estimates that it will increase the number of flights bringing needed supplies to Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands from 3 to 6 aircrafts per hour to 10 aircrafts per hour for a total of 240 aircrafts per day. 100 delivery trucks. With the fuel shortages leading to panic across the island, the Defense Logistics Agency dispatched 100 delivery trucks Thursday, carrying an estimated of 275,000 gallons of diesel fuel to residents. So that's, that's some good news. Listen, you know, I, I can sit here and read a lot of statistics. I can sit here and uh, go through all the politics and the back and forth between the mayor of Puerto Rico and Trump and the governor of Puerto Rico and Trump. You know, some people are praising Trump and the administration for the assistance. Some people are blasting him, saying that the people are dying. Um, you know, we can't just lay the blame on one man or one administration. Um, I think that's the truth. I think that, you know, we need to prepare ourselves as a people for natural disasters better. There needs to be a better response. I think we learned a lot of things as a people from Hurricane Katrina, seeing what the people suffered and went through. But I think that there needs to be more learning, more of a greater response, and um, a, greater, a greater response from, you know, the citizens all over to assist people in need, whether it be Puerto Rico, whether it be Mexico, whether it be Japan, you know, whether it be any country or any state in the United States that's going through crises because people's lives are at stake. And the way technology is, if you think about all the wonders of our technology that we have right now, it is just too advanced to not be able to understand weather patterns. And, you know, I mean, speaking of weather patterns, we don't even know if HARP had anything to do with um, these hurricanes because, I mean, you know, yeah, we've had hurricanes forever, but, man, is it, like, really this devastating back-to-back-to-back hurricanes going through the Caribbean? I don't know. It's just It's just unbelievable to me, and I sometimes think that there could be a little bit more to it. You know, I try not to be too much into conspiracy um, theory because, you know, it's like some people are all with the conspiracies and some people are like, no, nah, it's all bullshit, you know. But I tell you like this, as a Puerto Rican man, you know, really an American man, but I identify myself as a Puerto Rican because that's where all four of my grandparents are from. And I was born in Puerto Rico. Um, I'm sorry, born in America, but my heart is with Puerto Rico. And I identify myself as a Puerto Rican before I identify myself as an American. And, you know, because my culture, what I grew up and what I lived is that of a Puerto Rican, you know, young man. You know, eating rice and beans, uh, eating pasteles, you know, eating all, you know, just indulging in the culture and experiencing the culture. So it hurts me. And it breaks my heart to know what my people are going through. And I just think that we need a better response. We need more boots on the ground. And, you know, I wish that I had myself a little bit more together, um, you know, with the funds, 
you know, because I would love to go to Puerto Rico and take a week off work and, you know, assist the family out there um, and do some good. But, you know, it's just about being prepared, uh, being prepared to help and being prepared to go through a disaster. And many of us are not prepared to go through a disaster. How many of us in our homes have, you know, flashlights, like a disaster kit, uh, flashlights, water filters, uh, mini shovels, you know, in case we got to dig to get water in the ground, you know? Um, how much disaster supplies do you have? Do you have a first aid kit ready to go? Do you have medicines in a bag ready to go, you know? This is, a, this is a time now, my people, to wake up and check and look into things that are going to help you survive. You know, I know um, years back in the Zulu Nation, we did a couple of um, disaster response um, events where um, Dr. Shaka Zulu spoke about being prepared for disaster in your community. And he showed some of the tools that you need to survive in case of a disaster. And he had this... Um, this shovel that had a serrated blade on one side and it had like all these different um you know gadgets hooked up to it and it was a kind of like all-in-one tool to help you survive and you could even use it as a weapon because let's be real when disaster strikes and I ain't talking about Busta Rhymes second album I'm talking about when the real disaster strikes shit's gonna hit the fan and if you think people are going to be sharing their food and, you know, uh, there's going to be people out there that's going to try to take what you have and you're going to have to defend yourself, you know. When the disaster strikes, it's going to be like a zombie apocalypse type thing. It's going to be like the walking dead, live and in color, you know. And instead of zombies walking around, it's going to be the goons. It's going to be people that are desperate for your supplies what they don't have and you have they're going to try to take if they're more powerful than you or if they can outwit you outsmart you or trick you you know you got to look at, at at certain things when you're looking at the walking dead when you're looking at certain programming don't just take it for entertainment value you got to take some of the jewels that you see and learn from it you know what i mean you see the characters in The Walking Dead, a lot of people that they trusted wound up backstabbing them, double-crossing them. This is a dog-eat-dog -dog world, you know? So, you have to do what you gotta do to put yourself in a position to survive. And I recommend that you get yourself a, some type of duffel bag and get some supplies going, you know? Uh, think about it, if there was some type of wild, you know, tsunami to hit New York City. You know, we're in New York City, we're surrounded by water. Long Island, we're surrounded by water. So, how many of us have life vests? Yeah, all oh, y'all talking about, oh, I, I could swim. Oh, but when, can you swim when there's debris um, in the water, uh, rocks, pipes, um, pieces of homes flying around in the water, and your head hits something and, you know, you're no longer conscious? What's going to keep you floating up top of that water, being able to breathe. Do you have a life preserver, a life jacket? You know what I mean? Do you have one for your pet? Because a lot of people are like, yo, I ain't going to let my dog die. So do you have a life jacket for your vest, for your dog, to keep him above the water too? Or is he going to be a liability? Do you have a life jacket for your children, a life jacket for your wife? You know, I recommend that everybody has a life jacket for themselves, 
and everybody in their home, including their pets, that they want to survive. And is that a short shot survival? No, it's not. But we got to put ourselves in a position to increase the probability of us surviving. By any means. By any means. Really important, people, to really look at everything. You know, do we have a solar-powered lamp? We need that. We really need a solar-powered lamp because the batteries will run out one day. And if you got a solar-powered lamp or one of the ones that you could crank, you're in a good position. Do you have a little AM, FM radio to get communications, some type of shortwave radio? Do you have a set of walkie-talkies so that you could listen to different communications from people in your neighborhood or your loved ones. Because we all know, once shit hits the fan, the cell phone is the first thing to go. You'll have power at your house still, and the cell phone towers are down. Those that, you know, experience 9-11 and experience, uh, you ever try to call somebody on New Year's Eve when, uh, you know, everyone's trying to wish everyone a happy New Year, can't get through, overload on the lines, that's what it's going to be. You're going to be able to communicate. But if you got some walkie-talkies with a good range, you'll be able to communicate with your wife and your children. We got to really sit down. You know, my recommendation to everyone, and including myself, because I always say I'm going to do it, but I never get around to do it because we take, we take everything for granted. So we're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get that, you know. Um, but... More than likely, if I have a spare hundred dollars, I'll probably look to buy a pair of sneakers or an outfit before I go buy that walkie-talkie that may, you know, keep me and my wife alive. You know? What are you going to do when a disaster strikes? Think about it, people. Write that list. Like I said, you know, water filter, walkie-talkies, life jackets, first aid kits, medicines... We're going to need all of that. And I encourage everybody, all the listeners, to, you know, share this information with your people. Have, a, have it as a discussion um, at your dinner table tonight, Sunday. Maybe you got a, 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 you know, a family dinner coming up tonight. It's the most definite thing that you need to talk about. Because back-to-back-to-back hurricanes, earthquakes all over the land... Um, I think today there was a, a, or last night, there was a, a earthquake in Spain. So, let's not get caught without, you know, in, in a disaster without being ready. You know, look up YouTube videos. There's even some shows on disaster survival. Um, just inform yourself with as much information possible on what you may need to survive. And please, all my people... Try to make some type of donation to all the good causes that are trying to restore life to, to a normal day-to-day -day thing out in Puerto Rico. Send some water. Send some batteries. Uh, my father, you know, went and bought a bunch of LED lights that are battery-operated, and he sent those out to Puerto Rico um, early this week. You know, that'll help. You know, people get some lights in their home so they can maybe read a book. You know, and just have some light so that they can see where they're going to the bathroom. You know, those small things make a big difference. And if you have any resources or any money at your disposal, do a goodwill gesture. 
and, and, and help the people of Puerto Rico, help the people of Mexico, help the people of Japan, help those that are in need. And if you don't want to help another country, then go help the people in Florida, help the people in Houston, Texas, because our country too needs to help. So this is uh, Zulu King out, about to sign off on this episode. You know, thank you for the listen. As always, you can reach me on Twitter at Zulu King L, on Facebook at Zulu King L, SoundCloud.com slash Zulu underscore King underscore L, and that's E L, not the letter L, E L. Subscribe to the podcast. Give me a, a, a heart, a like, a share, spread the word. I appreciate it. Peace and love to all of the world. And uh, peace, love, and, you know, well wishes to all my family in Puerto Rico.